I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hiya, this is uh, Frank... Oh, I've said hiya, it's a bit American. Well, carry on. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio and uh, K- Katie Holmes' update. Still got her own tongue. <laughs> Amazing. Absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Before we go any further, I have to do my business. Oh, you God. can text <laughs> us on 81215 or you can follow us on... Twitter user. At Frank on Absolute. At Frank on Absolute. Twitter user? I don't know. Sounds like an insult. Mm. Yeah, he's a right Twitter user. It's like being a hater. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here we are. And uh, Izzy's uh, guest presenter this morning. And before we came on air, I, I talked about that old chestnut mm. that I suppose people always talk about when they sit around gathered on sofas chatting and mm. chewing the fat. When's the last time you fell over? The last time I fell over was on New Year's Eve in Lincoln. About uh, It's a common falling over night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. ought to be incorporated into the traditions, like first foot, oh. first fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did happen just after midnight as well. It was the first fall of the new year. Were you intoxicated? I was incredibly intoxicated. It was about six years ago, and um, with... I had you, some You absence. haven't fallen over for six years. No, this is the... That's I know. quite good going. I know. I did just you don't just get that drunk just, anymore. Did you see you just had some acid? No, some absinthe. <laughs> absinthe. Do you I know what? I was going to explain. Uh, it's eight o'clock in the morning. This is live. <laughs> I'm sorry, so you've worked with me for a little too long. <laughs> I no, had some acid. I, We're all looking tense. Oh, I had oh, some acids no. and I had a WKD. <laughs> um, I had some absinthe and um, it was quite a civilised dinner party, but I made... Uh, you're supposed to mix absinthe with water, aren't you? So we had it mixed with water first. I don't know, I'm not an absinthe drinker. Oh, right. Say. Well, it's half absinthe, half water. Can we just get out of the way of the fact that it makes the heart grow fonder? Because the, <laughs> oh. the pond the is hanging over me like the sword of Damocles. <laughs> You've got it out now. It's out, I can relax. Um, you are supposed to mix water with absinthe. It makes it mm. all cloudy and green. That's it? right, yeah. And then we had this chili con carne and banoffee pie, and it was like really civilised and a bit boring. And You've got a great memory of a meal from yes. six years ago. I know, I know. I love I loved banoffee pie. Oh, it's the best. It's the queen of the puddings. <laughs> Isn't there a thing called queen of the puddings? Queen, what? yes. Is it, a th- is it a nightclub near your house? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's pudding of the queens. <laughs> Um, I live very near Vauxhall. Um, no, it's, um, it's. I think there is actually a pudding which has claimed that title oh, officially. Queen Pudding. I think it's Queen of the Pudding. I want to know Someone what happened on the, one with of our this fall. Oh, carry on. Well, I well, I made everyone do some absinthe uh, straight after the banoffee pie because I yeah. felt like nothing was happening. Someone was teaching someone how to waltz in the living room. It was like half eleven. I was like, guys, come on, we used Hold to be it. young and free. You had absinthe, and someone was teaching someone how to waltz. <laughs> yeah. were, you, were, you, were you with Claude Monet? That night? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a time machine. <laughs> okay. Um, so I took everyone out on the, onto the streets of Lincoln. I was like, come on, let's do the conga. Let's you were just... in Lincoln as well. It was, yeah. Um, I was like, let's be cool and, and do the conga. Cause that was the best thing I could think of to I do. I love a conga. 
Yeah, I do. But we'd all done this straight absinthe just before, and we had like banoffee pile curdling like in our stomachs, start to feel a bit sick. And then I just flew. I was leading the conga, and I just flew. My feet went from under me, and I fell over, and loads of gravel went into my elbow. Oh, yeah, it oh. does do that. Gravel. Yeah, yeah, it embeds. It'll live with you. It embeds. But you don't think I haven't thought about gravel since the eighties? I suppose because when you're little, you look at the floor more, so you sort of notice well, things like gravel. Yeah. Mm. I thought, oh, yeah, gravel still exists and it's in my arm. It used to be a sort of sign of affluence, gravel, the sound of tyres against the gravel <laughs> yeah, drive. Yeah, gravel drive. Yeah. Like that wallpaper with bumps on it. But now, uh, yeah, what was that called? Artex. Artex, Artex yeah. yeah. that's right. Weren't they underpants? Is that Airtex? Yeah, that was shirts, darling, sports shirts. Yeah, sports Airtex. shirts were underpants? <laughs> <laughs> that's how long ago it was. Um, this has all started a bit odd, but... Um, so, <laughs> But were you badly hurt, or was it all right? Was it, it a hospital job? No, I just went back and had some more In the conga? And... See, if you'd been in the middle of the conga, you probably wouldn't have gone. I know, but it's because I, I got punished for being the leader, for trying to make a change. That's what happens if you try and make a change. You should have just stuck I with the walls. I think you were working with amateurs. If I'd have been behind you, I'd have had you under the armpits and you'd never have hit the gravel. <laughs> I mean, when you, you've got to help each other in a conga. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. It's like a workers' cooperative in many ways. Because <laughs> sometimes I've, I've been in a conga with someone who is an unfamiliar congerist. And when you get to the middle eight, they're all right on da 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 because you've got the dirt, so you know when to yeah. kick. But when you move into na 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 things they go think, awry. Well, do I kick now? When, when they, and I, I help them. I, um, I just put a couple of fingers onto the, the back of the knee. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to help them off. Don't take passengers, though. I won't in a conga. I, I will. I'll carry. Mm. I've been with people in the conga whose feet have never touched the ground. <laughs> um, and that man went on to be an Ewok. <laughs> and he's in today's paper. Stop so. it. Hey, that's my first celebrity story of the morning. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, as I say this morning, I'm with Emily Dean and Izzy Sooty. One boy, two little girls. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Frank, um, do you want to know when I last fell over? Yes. Well, it was very recently, actually. No, I, I, I still bear see. the scars. You have. Can you guys see? Um, she's um, Emily has got elbow scabs and knee scabs. It's, it's all a proper a bit, scab. I don't know if you remember that picture of Tracy Shaw <laughs> in, a, in a shopping trolley. Do you remember that picture? I do. Thank it, was, it was Tracy Shaw from Coronation Street doing a promo in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a supermarket, supermarket shopping mm. trolley and you could see scabs and bruises. bruises and yeah, scabs. on her arms and legs. Yes. I don't know what got I took there. a tumble in my... You know what, my concrete patch? Y- yes. You might not be familiar with it. I'm not. I'd, I'd love to hear about it, though. Well, it's just a concrete patch, really. It's a garden, but yeah. it's, it's very... Um, it looks after itself, if you know what I mean. Well, exactly. I was doing some gardening, Frank. I was doing some leaf clearing, mm. and I had some promotional flip-flops on, and things got a bit slimy. They're always uh, trepidatious, promotional yeah. flip-flops. Rango. <laughs> And I'm Ran- a, th- did they have the like, film Rango? Did they have like were they lizard? Yes, shaped they, were lizards. They, they were lizards. They were lizards. Oh, flip-flops. brilliant! And I went flying. I like the idea that you you fell over off some um, Rango flip flops, <laughs> and as you lay on the floor, <laughs> days you looked across at the, at the flip flop as it lying, <laughs> lying on its own now, and the eyes slowly blinked on it like lizard eyes. <laughs> that's how. I, that's how I, what I want to have happened. Did they come off when you fell? Did the flip flops come off? Oh yeah. 
That's they it had no, I had no purchase on them. They were cheap. That's the problem. That's it. You fall out of flip flops. Yes. They remain. I can't, they remain walk, I can't walk in them. Is it? I hate flip flops. I just can't walk in them. Well, I'm too old for flip flops. You don't want to see feet of my age. Mm. That's disgusting. <laughs> they disgust me. <laughs> I have to sleep with a screen halfway down my bed in case one <laughs> comes out from under the duvet at night. Terrifies me Frank, like some I... spectre has arrived at the Phil end of spectre. my bed. If Phil Spectre arrived at the end of my bed, I'd be genuinely upset. <laughs> I once, as, as I may have mentioned before, really upset uh, Phil Spectre. Oh, I don't. I did a duet with a man called Mr Methane who, who, who breaks wind to order and we did the uh, do ron ron And... Uh, a month or so later, I got a strange phone call from an Australian friend saying she'd just watched Phil Spector receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at a major award seminary in Australia. And the whole speech was about me and what I'd done with this duet and how um, artists are, crea- are treated in modern society. Mm. One of the older episodes of my life... The good life, thing is, it's not like it pushed him over the edge or anything. No, so. are you saying I'm responsible for the death of that woman? <laughs> I'm blaming methane. Frank, I Let him have it. That's, that's what he said, that I shouted let him have it mm. just before he broke wind, but it's not true. <laughs> Frank, I know you hate Twitter. <laughs> I don't hate Twitter. But we've had a tweet in. Oh. And this is from Joanna Burrows. She says, great to meet Does you. Does she? Great to meet you last night, Frank. Aye, aye. Cheers for the toilet photo. Oh, now let me, expl- let me explain. Disgusting. No, I know what you're thinking. 1996. Exactly. Oh, those days are gone. <laughs> the toilet photo days are behind me. You're with child. Um, exactly. With I was with child actually <laughs> from uh, from the only way is Essex. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was uh, I was doing a uh, there's a there's a gig a TV show called um, Setlist in which you have to get up on stage and do um, material based on things that just come up on a slide project. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and you don't know what's coming, so you have to improvise the whole thing. And there was a, a unisex toilet at this club. Oh. I haven't... I, can't, I don't know if I've ever been in a unisex toilet before. Quite a new thing. I suppose the, yes. one, the one in my house is unisex, but no, <laughs> I don't think of it as such. I just think of it as my toilet. Um, it's one of the few times I can ever remember going into a toilet and saying to someone, oh, ladies first, as I went through the <laughs> toilet door. I, I think once I went out with Eddie Izzard and it was... I got confused. Anyway, so um, I, I was in... This woman said to me, can I have my, my photo taken with you? I said, well, can I, you know, can I go into the cubicle first? She said, oh, no, no, can we have it in here? I've got it here in front of me. Are you in the toilet in this photo? We're actually in the toilet, oh, yeah. God. We're not in the cubicle, we're just in the general... We're what I would call the public areas of the toilet. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that was it. How's the fa- how, how did it come out? Uh, do you know what? It's not half bad. Oh, thanks very much. I, s- I always think toilet light... Um, is, is good for my complexion. <laughs> yeah, so um, how, how kind of... Uh, what's your, what's your Joanna Burrows. Joanna Burrows, how kind of her to call in. She seemed very nice. Mm. Um, I like the way she calls herself Joanna and not Joe. Yeah, I think it's better, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Because it's an old slang term for a piano as well, so it makes her sound like she's a bit uh, of a honky-tonk girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's my first toilet story of the day. What do you think? I haven't told you the last time I fell over yet. I want to know. Well, let's just put this. I, I fell down some stairs on the south bank of the River Thames, and I had. Two, what decade was this? This was um, in the. This would be about two thousand and six. Oh, okay, so we're safe. And two friends called me that week. Word got out, and two friends called me to see if I was all right. 
because I've fallen over. Mm. That's when you know that you are old. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So I um, I um, did a sort of a what I'd call a dry run oh. this week. People may not know, but um, for every sort of... No, not for every, but for some TV programmes that get made, people meet in studios in places and church halls Mm. and try Mm. it out, no cameras, Mm. to see if it works. Mm. And um, there's a sort of a... It's a sort of a quiz that's shown all over Europe and stuff. It's called I Love My Country. But in each country, it's called the name of the country, so it might be called I Love Holland... Mm. And sometimes it works. I love Holland, big hit. I love Germany, less so. And I think there are reasons for that. And that's why you can't call it I love Britain, because you might sound a bit right wing. Sounds, oh, yeah. sounds a bit pitbull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's called I love my country is the idea. And it was um, David Walliams hosted it and I was a team captain oh, yeah. thing on it. And, and Who was really, the other team captain? Uh, oh, Greg, Greg Davis. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's excellent. And... Um, and tall. Excellent. Oh. An excellent he, and find, tall. He's no Ewok. No. He'd be. Uh, he'd have to be sliced <laughs> up um, to be an Ewok. In half, like a worm. And then well, each more half than of half. him would... I mean, you could slice <laughs> him in half and do two ordinary sized people. You'd have to, he, mm. You could get four Ewoks out of Greg Davis. Yeah. And you can quote me on that. So, um, I, I tell you what... I, I love a quiz, right? And it is a quiz. But this was the most frustrating thing. Last week on the show, I mm. was talking about the fact that I'd been to an ice cream van and had a couple of Mr. Whippy classic. Oh, yeah. yes, I've listened to it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for doing your research. I, appreciate I listened it. to it all. You know, I folding clothes. Yeah, oh, listen to it folding clothes. I, it took me an hour to fold all the clothes on the end of our beds because it just built up into this mountain of. A mixture of clean and dirty clothes. So listen oh, to it. So you folded the dirty amidst the clean. <laughs> oh, but they looked like licorice all sorts when they were stacked. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that'd be really dirty for that to work with. Oh it? yeah, Being black with filth. Yeah, uh, a bit piece of the wild. But say, let's say your boyfriend's a chimney sweep. That would have worked perfectly if it had been like white shirts and then the. Um, and then yeah. yeah, and he is. Yeah. And, yeah. The or, or, uh, and the pink. Or a Chilean miner. Could be Chilean miner. Or a Chilean. Are they out yet? Yeah, I think so. I th- no, I, I had my eye on number 28, the hot one. I think they're still coming out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there great. was one who was having an affair, wasn't there? I mean, his mistress and his wife both turned up. I know, I think he was the one I liked. Yeah. But wouldn't it be one. brilliant if it was like one of those um, those old films, you see, when they just keep coming out? <laughs> <laughs> and you think, hold on, that didn't that one come out before? Mark's brother's coming out of a taxi. So They should have done that. They should have mm. set it up yeah. so you can get in at the other end. <laughs> yes. And then they could have kept it going as a tourist attraction because they'd just keep coming out. With glasses and a false nose. And you could say, it'd be like being in the mousetrap. You could say, yeah, I was in the Chilean mine, I think, for two, two years. <laughs> I was number seven for two years, and uh, I just kept, you know, just down oh, the I stairs, like. across, up the stairs. Yeah. Guest and appearances, Chris Moyles, that'd be nice for him now. Chris Moyles, well, he, he oh, I don't did. think he'd make it in that little... Oh, well, I don't know, he's, he's very slim now. Oh, he's svelter. Chris, Chris Moyles. Um, it's almost like he's he's got his unemployment weight before he was unemployed. <laughs> I, I think know. he only had that rant about his pay because he was so hungry. Yeah. What about oh, that? Are we not had, eating um, properly? Hanger. He had hanger. Yeah. yeah. See, it was hanger. Anyway. Anyway, meanwhile, with the over with the Mr. Whippy. So when I was talking last week with Daisy, our producer, she told me, which is something I did not know, um, 
And I love it when people tell me things I don't know because they so often tell me things I do. Mm. And she said that um, Margaret Thatcher basically was part of the team that invented a Mr Whippy ice cream. Yes, <gasps> I remember us discussing that because we said she did chemistry. And, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so it comes out all twirly out of the thing and keeps its shape and, and all that doesn't melt. And, and then in this um, quiz... I was asked, can you believe it's the sort of thing you dream about, that I was asked that very thing you are in joking. the quiz. No. I was asked what famous confectionery was Margaret Thatcher part of the... Infa- and I oh, you got the right answer, of I course. I couldn't believe it. So I, I was so thrilled and I said, chalk ice. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Why did you do that? I don't know. You knew the answer. I don't know. It, oh, man, it, it's <laughs> nagged at me ever since. And this was a dry run, remember. But funnily enough, when I did this thing set list the other night where I had my photo took in the toilet, incidentally, um, Richard Herring was doing it. Richard oh, Herring, yeah, yeah. And he did a celebrity mastermind. And he was telling me on Celebrity Mastermind... He did very well, didn't he? He broke the record, the most points a celebrity has ever got on mm. Celebrity Mastermind. And then the next celebrity up broke it again and beat him by one point and he said two of the questions he got wrong he knew the answer to and he said honestly he thought he might have had post-traumatic finger <laughs> he said, it still wakes him up in the middle of the night why didn't he get those questions right what, what was his subject his subject was um, gregor rasputin he did a proper hard one. He didn't do, like, EastEnders or whatever. No. Yeah. And, you know, he said, to their credit, there was not a Boney M reference in any of the questions. I thought they'd oh, start yeah, with that. I would have thought You know, that. the ramp at the beginning when you get people going into it easy. Yeah. So, um... I, I Class did Sex in the City. No, can't no, no. Myling Class did Sex in the City <laughs> Series 2. <laughs> On, on Celebrity Mastermind. Is that fair? My sister um, went speed dating once and the guy sat opposite her and went, what Sex in the City character would you be if you could... And my sister just went, no. <laughs> no. Well, that's... If only all just sat in silence for relationships, you could, you could spot the trouble coming that yeah. soon. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um... I was because uh, when you do a dry run, you have to get guests in as well to try. Oh to yeah, and we had. Do you remember Brian who won uh, Big Brother? Brian Bellow. Yeah. Brian Bellow. Yeah, mm. he uh, uh, series eight. Yeah. Oh. You always get that now. Any Big Brother person that appears in the media will get in brackets. Series after eight. Their series That's going to be my celebrity mastermind uh, topic. What Big Brother series eight? Yeah. I thought you meant Brian Bellow. <laughs> That'd be good. Bri- Brian Bellow sort of. Um, I, he, what made him famous was that he didn't. Uh, he didn't know who Shakespeare was. Somebody referred to Shakespeare, mm. and he didn't know who it was. Really? No, he said. I met. They talked about Romeo and Juliet, and he said, "Oh, isn't he off so solid crew?" Oh, well, he really? thought. I think he thought that William Shakespeare directed the film. That's it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he has that. He has that sort of street. He has the street intelligence. You know, he's an Essex jet lad, so mm. he's not. He's not a fool by any means. I bet he knows how to do loads of stuff like exactly. Let's not go into what he knows how to do. Yeah. <laughs> But there was a brilliant moment where um, we had to, they had um, cards and they had to um, communicate. You know that game when you have to communicate what's on the card but not say any of the words? Mm. It's, yeah. it's, it's time on. And because the thing's about Britain, they had to communicate a national treasure of some kind. It could be a person, you know, like Dame Betty Booth, right? Or it could be anything that's particularly associated with Britain. So he, um, the first clue he gave me, he said, right, uh, uh, surfing surfing and I thought 
What's that going to be? Nuki? <laughs> Seems, I wouldn't call it a national treasure exactly. You know, it's a nice play. And then he said, um, those sort of floral um, necklaces things that, that you wear, uh, floral necklaces and like grass skirts. And, and I thought, this is a British national treasure. Anyway, it turned out that the answer was... Uh, the Highway by John Constable, <laughs> well known, painted. And Brian had read it as Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless him. But um, uh, it was, I got it as well to my cry. I got did that. You? I didn't get Mr. Whippy, even though I'd been told it the week before. And who else did you have there? Um, there was um, Mrs. British Battleaxe. Who's that? That's what Christine Hamilton. Uh, has changed their name to by deed poll. By deed poll? Yeah. She is officially called Mrs British Battleaxe. Mm. I'm not sure. I think it might have been a publicity stunt. Yeah? Yeah. That yeah, would be, I don't, that I don't would be uncharacteristic. She, I don't think she's on the witness protection programme. <laughs> <laughs> don't think Maxine Carr changed her name to... <laughs> no, I hope not. But, um, yeah, so she is now officially Mrs British Battleaxe. And mm. uh, she was... Uh, was she with you and Greg then? I know she's she was with the very other good ones. on geography, British geography. Oh yeah, and it's great because the program goes out at six thirty on a Saturday. Is the idea should it ever be made? Yeah. So everything was very squeaky clean, and it was lovely. It was like living in a lovely, innocent world. Mm. Like David Williams said to Mrs. British Battleaxe, "Right, where is Cockermouth?" And we just talked about Cumbria. Mm. And I, uh, to me, it just felt like a happier place to live in. I wish life could be like that all the time. Mm. Obviously, my career would have been a bit more um, <laughs> low-key, but nevertheless... I don't think you'd, have, you'd quite have that view. No, probably not. Did you keep forgetting to call her Mrs British, like when you meet the Queen and you go... I just called her Ill- Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I know her well enough now <laughs> yeah. to call her Brit. I want a friend of mine uh, in Wolverhampton, uh, knew a guy who we worked with, who changed his name... As part of some radio competition, he changed his name to Darth Vader. And he said to him, you're a big Star Wars fan? He said, not not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very expensive, I don't think, to change your name. No, no. You can do it on a whim. No, I'm amazed you've stuck with Izzy Sutty. I know. <laughs> I'm amazed I, ch- I changed it to Izzy Sutty. <laughs> oh, did you? No. Nah. It used to be Izzy Sweet. <laughs> I thought that was Izzy Sue. How many Sutty jokes have you heard over the years? Oh, so many. Especially because um, Isabel Necessary... On a oh, bike, yeah, he used to get, and then Izzy Wizzy, let's get busy is what they used to say on the Sutty shows. It was like a double oh, whammy. Wow, that's, well, we've just that's had one nice. in on Twitter. If Izzy married her chimney sweet boyfriend, she'd be Izzy Sutty. Yeah, that, to mm. be fair, that yeah. is clever because we uh, we invented yes. the chimney sweet boyfriend. For we did. Yeah, it is clever. Let's move on. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Have we heard from the outside world? We have, Frank. Um, Tw- Twitter, our Twitter friends. Oh, yeah. Michael Hula. Our followers. Oh, very good, Frank. Huh? Lovely. See? Lovely and you. <laughs> don't think I'm completely <laughs> out the loop. I call, them, I call it fans, not followers, yeah. Okay. Um, Michael Hula says, Hi, Frank. Queen of puddings consists of a bread and butter pudding-like base topped with jam and meringue. Wow. There That's, you go. I can see why it's called the queen of the puddings, because it's brought together the very best of the other puddings. I would say so. I'd have called it the Pudding Greatest Hits. <laughs> I would no. call it, now that's what I call puddings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how much I love that'd it. That'd be brilliant. But <laughs> they'd be, now they'd be like, now that's what I call puddings <laughs> 35, to be a slightly different <laughs> version of it, with bananas. 
Oh, that's that's clear. Well, that's that, is that that's that, that's definitive answer. Yes. Okay. Excellent. I knew there was one called the Queen of Puddings. Mm, there you I go. There's, and there's King. There's a King Edward potatoes. That's just yeah. a way, less that's tasty. Just a, yeah. Well, I mean, food with King. I, I don't want to go through all the monarchy-based <laughs> food stuff. <laughs> We'd be here all day doing that. No, I can't think. Is there a prince? Is there a prince? Anything? No, I'm just thinking that. I, I think you're going no, to say a, a prince, and it's not a food stuff. Am I? Yes, you are. I'll tell you later. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. Um, and I'm glad. Also, FYI, Frank, it's forty pounds to change your name by deed poll. Forty pounds. Yeah. Not doing it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> there are people that do it apparently because they have ridiculous names that they get teased about for their whole lives, and then there's what they call so. Um, uh, Brit was telling me on the show, Brit British Battleaxe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was saying that they've, they've got what they call them the Saturday night um, deed poll crowd, who people who get drunk and change their name. Oh yeah. To uh, you know s- silly things mm. like, well, Mrs British Battleaxe, <laughs> par exemple. <laughs> okay, anything else to be clear up the um, Artex Artex? We've got. I've had a couple of texts about that. Um, Artex. There are texts now. Oh, lo- lovely work. Oh, yeah, or are they their texts? Lovely. Okay. I think they're ours. Really, okay. the transactions taken place. They're in yeah. our inbox. That's it. Um, Marky the Plasterer says Artex is a textured finish Anaglypta is textured wallpaper No, I, Anaglypta was a woman I went out with in the 90s, no she wasn't, <laughs> Anaglypta is something that my, our Keith I think, worked in the decorating business for a while I did, Do you know, I'd never known that about yeah, our Keith. He worked in the, in the decorating business in the 70s and he's still got a bit of paint in his hair <laughs> Anyway, um, he uh, he used to bring back rolls of anaglypta for me to draw on. He used to bring back paper that was scrap ends for me to draw on. In those days, all paper was based on something for the kids to draw on. Mm. Leave that uh, for the kids to draw on. That's what it was like. <laughs> but anaglypta is, is lumpy, as this guy says. It, oh. It's raised. Yeah. And it was really hard to draw on. It, it, really, unless you were doing a relief map. Yeah. It was a, it was a waste of time. So... Um, yeah, and a glipter. I wonder if p- people still have that on their wall. Because the trouble is, you put it on your wall, but if you leaned on it and stuff, it'd be like a burst blister. It'd oh. be flattened sections. Oh, yes, that's right. You, I used to press it when I was a kid. Like, it was like popping, you know, that. It was the that early press. bubble wrap. Yeah, it was. It was like. Bu- it was mute bubble wrap, is what it was. But if you think of mute bubble wrap, what's the point? No, it's the noise is, is half of, of the joy, isn't it? Oh, well, I'd, I'd say four fifths. <laughs> so that's um, today's texting. What percentage of the joy of bobble wrap is sound? We've heard from the outside world, Frank. Again, mm. I love it because it can. One can get claustrophobic in this tiny studio in yes. Golden Square. We've got cakes today; they're lovely. Oh no, brilliant! This is it's, um, it's Emily's birthday this week. I yeah. think it was Claire Grogan who said, "Happy birthday, happy birthday." <laughs> That doesn't sound like Claire Crocker, does it? Uh, this is Matty from Lewisham. Okay. He says, I was listening to a recent podcast when Frank was talking about underpants. Oh. Could you please... I know. My, my <laughs> sentiments entirely. Yeah. Could you please tell Frank that his passion for Calvin Classics inspired me to buy some from Lewisham Market? Let, let me stop him right there. As he um, needs to know what they are. Yeah, Calvin, yeah, classi- are. Calvin Classics are... Um, boxer shorts that are made to look a bit like they might be made by Calvin Klein but they are, they're made by um, probably um, 
people in the third world who aren't being paid much money. Yeah. I don't know that for certain. But anyway, they're, they're, they're a pretend, a pretend pant. Mm. Well, Matty says, they're amazing. Four quid for three, what a bargain. That is true. I mean, they're, Four, they are, that's £1.30 a stride. That's it's, pretty good. It's true. I mean, I bought them initially more for alliteration than elastication. LAUGHTER um, <laughs> But, um, What's their endurance like, though? Well, I, what, what happened to mine, if you recall, I think I told you this, is that, that they came away from the waistband. <laughs> how, how many times have you worn them? Oh, I've worn them a few. I'd worn them probably. I mean, I'd got my money's worth, but you get your money's worth if you just use them like disposable <laughs> contact lenses, wear them once and throw them away. Like just a get, Just get rid of them when they're scratchy, <laughs> um, which I find can take a week mm. before they start to cot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but they were just hanging by a thread from. So I had, they, they were they were barely touching the elastic band. They looked like they were separate <laughs> garments. It reminded oh. me once when I, another, time, another time when I fell over and I grabbed the curtain to save myself, <laughs> and the curtain that's was just hang, it was just hanging by one ring, and that's what um, that's what my pants look like. I'll leave you with that. Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean and Izzy Sutty. Come on, let's do it one more time. One boy. <laughs> Sing it, King. Two little girls. Oh, Elvis Presley from Kissing Cousins there, a film when he plays his own cousin. And himself. Yeah, he doesn't just play his own cousin. What kind of a <laughs> casting would that be? Unless you play your own cousin, Elvis. I don't know, how does that work? Um, what do you mean, like Elvis? I'm a character and that's their cousin, but they don't appear in it? Why am I, Why even oh. talk about that character? I love it. Do you know, I fancy Elvis so much that when Frank does the voice, I'm, I'm a bit funny. I'm friends with an Elvis impersonator. You're friends with Elvis? Uh, yeah, I'm friends, with, oh I'm friends with Elvis. He talks to me every night. Um, no, I'm friends with a guy called Mike Bobbins, who is a stand-up and an Elvis impersonator. We've got all loads of um, outfits that have been specially made for him with rhinestones on and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, lovely. Impressive. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the Elvis impersonator. Aren't you? No. I'll go further. Well, that's that. a conversation ender. <laughs> I think <laughs> Thanks for that, Frank. I'll bring that. you out to dinner with me next time. No offence <laughs> against your friend, but no, I don't, I don't like you. It. it has to be the real deal or nothing. Yeah. Why does Elvis very... have to get that? Is there going to be loads of witnesses? Has to personally? be the real deal. That seems a bit draconian. He's not around. Well, no, that's it. Let's just accept that. <laughs> just forget... Yeah. What next? Cryogenics? <laughs> <laughs> you can text us on eight twelve fifteen, or you can tweet at Frank on Absolute. Thank you. Um, I've been reading about Chris Moyles leaving Radio One. Oh, it's big radio news. When you work in radio, that is the kind of news that shakes the planet. <laughs> it really is. Do you know, is he? Um, Frank's known as never mind British Battle Axe, uh, Mr. Radio. <laughs> exactly. In radio circles, it's true. And just in case you doubt that, is he? Hello, <laughs> Mr. Radio. You know, many, many of my uh, phone messages begin <laughs> that are left on my. Uh, yeah. On my, what are they called? Answer phones. <laughs> an answer, often spelled A-N-S-A. Lovely. Because why hang around? I love an answer phone. Why hang around for the silent letters? That's it's what very, I always say. It's very Rockford Files, an answer phone. <laughs> People all over the continent are running out for an ice cream, but that was my impression of the Rockford Files thing. <laughs> with so, the, what did you make of it, Izzy? James Garner. Well, I like Grimmy. Uh, 
I think he looks a bit like Russell Kane. And I sort of Grimmy? Yeah, don't you? <laughs> Who is that? Nick Grimshaw. I'd never heard of Nick Grimshaw before. Oh, hadn't you? To be honest. <laughs> Lovely. Is that wrong of me? Well, I'll tell you what he is. He's one, he wears those, what I call, infertility jeans. <laughs> you know, the very, very skinny... Yeah, yes, very, but they are genuinely tight. apparently causing infertility. I know, yeah. Well, I, um, yeah, I had to stop wearing them to, uh, to get myself back on track. <laughs> back on track. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm wearing a sort of MC Hammer pantaloon <laughs> at, the, at the moment. And, uh, well, it's done the job. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it did. It worked. You just kind of, yeah. you know, it's all, about, it's all about temperature down there. Someone needs to tell old Grimey. Grimmer, is it Grimmers? Is it, gri- is it grime, Grimey or Grimmy? He wears pointy shoes this is as Nick, well. This is Nick Grimshaw we're talking it about. It can't be grimy, yeah. can it? Because otherwise he said it would be grimy. In case you don't know this story, Chris Moyles is leaving the breakfast show on yeah. Radio 1 and he's been replaced by somebody called Nick Grimshaw, which is a bit <laughs> a bit of a coincidence because I used to do... Uh, I used to be... A, when I first came to London, I used to do a bit of driving and I used to drive a lot of the DJs at mm. Radio 1 and I was replaced by a Grim Rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> How... History repeats itself. That's really good. Well, I don't know anything about him, but I saw the one picture I've seen of him this week. He's wearing designer knitwear and he's sitting on a balcony with Kate Moss. And I'm thinking, oh, "Oh, good man of the people. Yeah. (laughs) He likes a pointy... He's one of the pointy shoe brigade as well. Do you know what I mean by that? There's a hint of a young young Dot Cotton about him as well. (laughs) Not so young, but that's another story. She did a programme. 27. (laughs) She did... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Twenty-seven. I'm sure. I'm sure um, what's he called? <laughs> the Grimestore. Now, what's his nickname? The Grimestore. The Grime. The Grimestore. Grimmy. Grimmy is his nickname. Grimy. What's he called? No, I meant his nickname. I know now he's not. I mean, Radio One isn't for me. Is it? That's the whole point. That's why Chris Miles had to go. It's not for the likes of me. People who are twenty-seven. It's for youth. Although the average age of a Radio 1 listener is the same as the average age of an absolute radio listener, apparently. Oh, is it? Mm. Or is it 32? Is that our average age? Uh, do you know what? I'm surprised we didn't get the call. As a, We're the youth offensive of absolute. Our, our show is. No, I think we're just offensive <laughs> <laughs> to youth. The fact that we're on is offensive to youth, I think, is the idea. Our average listener is 38, Frank. 38. Oh, that's right, 38. Mm. 38 in a, in, a, in a black to a T-shirt and yeah. Dunlop. Um, Flash, Have you got any advice for grimy? What for? As far as well, get your name put about a bit more. <laughs> um, and um, get some sort of get some friends that aren't quite so alienating. Yeah. Get, what get, like you know, me? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, be seen with a few people in soaps and that sort of stuff. Some yeah. people think you're attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, a balcony... The fact that he was raised with um, Kate Moss, sort of hammered home, symbolically hammered, hammered home, that he was above the crowd. Yeah. You know, he's with one of the great British beauties. Mrs British Beauty, I think she's now called. <laughs> What's he going to play for a song, though, you see? Because yeah. cause Chris Evans... Chris Evans has waded in there. What was Chris Evans' song? Well, he's not song? a fan of Chris Moore. Oh, Beatles. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Evans isn't a fan of Chris Moyles. No, he doesn't like him. I'm going to have to stop you here because we're going to have to have some music. That's <laughs> part of the thing. We'll come back to... Oh, uh, all right, Grimmers. To, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, Dick Grimble. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, Frank, we were discussing, uh 
grimace? A grimace? No. <laughs> oh, Why yeah. do you refuse to acknowledge Mr. this man's existence? Mr. 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 Grimshaw! <laughs> Mr. Grimshaw! That's what, um, Nick Grimshaw. He's yeah. 27. It's Grimsdale, isn't it, with uh, Norman Wisdom? Well, it's near enough, isn't it? Yes. That's what Very I'm good. going to... If he's listening, I apologise. I mean, I, it's not... I'm sure... It, I just asked during the, the he thing... He won't be listening. He, well, he won't be up yet. Is he... No, he'll probably be around Kate's, won't he? He might still be up from yeah, last night. He's, he's going to have to get used to an early start, though. Probably sleeping in just a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a Calvin Classic. Not even a Calvin... He wouldn't touch a Calvin Classic, I don't think. But, he's um, the sort that would have a mug of water by his bed. Couldn't be bothered to clean a yeah, glass. Yeah, and it'll be a Radio 1 <laughs> mug. <laughs> Uh, no, I um, I, I apologise for not for not knowing who he was. It's, that's my own um, ignorance. Now, because everyone here knew who he was, didn't you? You all knew. Yes, he seems to be friends with him. Yeah. Well, I've I've met him once, and he's very nice. I think he looks like Russell Kane, right. and I like Russell Kane. So when I meet someone who looks like someone I like, I sort of view them as friend, not foe. Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Because they do say if you take an instant dislike to someone and you can't work out why. Often they physically remind you of someone who you had good reason to not like, e.g. the school bully. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, so, so it's like a, an instinctive reaction. Yeah, it's, deep, it's a deep, deep-rooted, deep um, yeah. Mm. Um, um, so Chris Moyles, he's yes. got somewhere to go to, though, hasn't he? I, I don't know. Oh, I hope he has, because so. he's doing that show, isn't he? He's doing... He's going to be uh, Herod. King Herod. <laughs> Massacre of the Innocents. Lovely. So he's, he's quit Radio 1 for his musicals work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have ever thought we'd say that about Chris Moyles? But also, those, I didn't realise he'd lost loads and loads of weight. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it like I've lost it for a part? The idea that Her- <laughs> Herod is quite a thing. He's always men- stressed. It's not mentioned in the Bible, is it? Herod's no. weight. <laughs> Um, I also, I don't know about you, but when fat people lose a lot of weight, particularly celebrities, I always feel a bit let down. Do I feel let down with anyone fat loses weight. If I've got a mate, I, I, I have a friend who used to be quite fat and he lost loads of weight and I was like, oh no, you're like the jolly one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all an act. You see, they go home and think I didn't look like this. And that, I think that's, um, that's poor. Mm. I, f- I feel really let down by it it feels like it was all it was all fake yeah it, you, you've got to stick to it if you're gonna well he, made did, it, he stick did with it, it he did it for telly didn't he oh did he is that what well, i believe so i think he looks better because well they always look a bit drawn when they lose the weight don't they, they look like I, they've been deflated i don't know who you can be thinking of no well there's all sorts of uh, <laughs> all sorts of people who look like that when they lose weight my friend once at uh, the fat one who's not for fat anymore at a whole string of sausages still all tied together. Cooked or raw? Cooked. Okay. Oh, don't sound shocked. Frank eats raw sausages. I did not used to eat raw sausages. I don't eat them raw anymore. And at least I did separate them. I don't like it when um, when they're all on the one when they're connected. Don't you? Oh, I do. You would eat them connected. I would if I could eat. I can't really eat more than two or three sausages in one sitting. But no, but you can still. That's still two two. Two connections you could enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do that. What too. you're working on is a sausage conga. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I always uh, separate them, especially. I, I, what, the trouble is, I have, an, I have three on a sandwich. Right. Three sausages, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> the, if you don't separate them, um, the, the, the second, the middle one has to lie vertical. Oh, yes. Like a tent pole. It's, it's like Zorro. If you can imagine if Zorro worked in a shop that made uh, sausage sandwiches. 
I mean, not when he's got his mask on, but it, it, say, say if Zorro had a day well, not with job. the cape, I hope. No, but imagine when he turns up at the shop and, and they don't know he's Zorro, because that's oh, why he yeah. wears the mask. And when he makes the sausage sandwiches, instinctively, because there's three joined together, he forms the, the Z. That's my situation. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had some great texts about bubble wrap. Yeah. Oh. All of them say that the sound is, you know, of minimal pleasure. Really? To me, it's everything. Well, mm. those people might as well work in a Burns unit. <laughs> they yeah. could be getting that same popping thing. <laughs> <laughs> Text, texture. One, um, one of them says, bubble wrap is all about the feel, pushing and pushing until the pressure releases below your finger. Ah... And then oh, you want to do a, it all again. Filthy beast. That's a, but you can get that with a blister. When I went on a walking holiday and I had to, um, I pierced my blisters with a needle and cotton. Did you? Yeah, because the, the well, it needle, was 1923. The needle pierces them, and as you drag the cotton through, it soaks up the uh, the fluid. Does it? Yeah. That's a little tip for anyone who's going on a walking holiday this summer. Okay. I didn't know why you had the car. I thought you'd just do some sewing at the same time. No, I don't. My sewing days are behind me. I've, I've got a pair of trousers that the bottom came off two years ago, and I haven't worn them since because the bottom's off. Do you know, Frank, <laughs> I'm quite good at darning. I'll do those for you. You'll do my... I'll bring yes. in my trousers. No, you'll, t- well, you'll take them to um, Jean-Paul Gaultier, <laughs> and then you'll invoice me for two grand for putting a button on. Okay, I'll bring them in Go for you on. to put a button. Will do you, you know, do it on air? I'd love to do that. I like the idea of you sitting in one corner. Maybe you could do a sampler for I've, me. I've washed his smalls before. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, she did in, in Edinburgh. Mm. I think there was a pair of Calvin Classics in there. I, I hope think you, there was. you didn't rent them from their <laughs> elastic belt. Because <laughs> I know, it's, I know you, you can get very impatient when you're ringing. Oh, I can. So, uh, your walking days are behind you now, of course, you see? Because yeah. you're on the road. I'm on the road. I'm learning to drive in Elephant and Castle, where I live, which is quite a rough area of South London, which I love. I love it. Is it rough, It's Elephant got a great Castle? shopping centre. It, it is quite rough. In, it, there's a lot of, like, tunnels that you shouldn't really walk through after dark, but I do love it. It's well, got, that's um, true of all tunnels, I think. It's becoming think... gentrified, more gentrified Is now. it yeah. true that um, the reason it's called Elephant and Castle... Is. Do you know why it's called Elephant Castle? Have you heard any theories? Uh, is it because there used to be an elephant and a castle there? Well, that would be too literal. No, it's because Andrew well, Castle used to live there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and he lived there with um, somebody called Ellie Fant. Fant yes. No. Um, apparently, uh, this is what I heard, is that uh, one of the um, kings, it might have been Henry VIII, uh, you know Lovely. Henry VIII expert, was any any of the Henry any of the Henry wives? Why, they, why are you getting Cockney? Were they also the Enfant de Castile? <laughs> oh, oh, your Spanish types. Are you talking yeah. about? Um, maybe not. Anyway, no. some king brought over to marry a woman. Oh, called, that was his dad, maybe. Oh, maybe oh. brought over the Enfant de Castile, and uh, she lived in a house um, opposite where St Paul's is now in London, and the locals couldn't say the Enfant de Castile, so they called her the Elephant and Castle. I didn't know that. That's incredible. But that's what I've heard. It might. It might not be true. Um, I mean, I've said wrong things before. Yes. We I'll, all, I'll just a pause that. there where we all think about <laughs> what those wrong things were. I passed my theory the other day on a hangover, so I, I just passed by. She one. wasn't a flyover. <laughs> 
Um, so you get your theory before you do your practice. You have to have to do an exam these days, Frank. I have no idea. No, we didn't yeah. have to do that back in the day. See, in, in, I, we used to just we drive. We had hats and cabs. And then at the end of the, the thing, they'd ask you um, to identify things like um, traffic signs and questions like that. And it was all, yeah. Oh, I it's wish easier. it was still like that. It is hard enough. It's hard learning in London because I'm from the Midlands and I had a few lessons there and it was quite idyllic. And now it is more, definitely more aggressive learning down here. But my, I got a female driving instructor and she's great. She's like, we're really Essex. She doesn't say anything. So the other day I went from second into reverse <laughs> while I was turning right. Okay. So I went to go into first. Very, very okay. professionals. What was the, uh, I wish we had the sound effect of that oh, on so the desk. So do I. How did that sound? It's, it's like, <laughs> yes. and the car just sort of stopped and then I, she goes why did you do that and I went I don't know and she went it'd be alright she's great she's a, is that what she's she said a, she goes, I, I, it'd be alright I, I like that though. That's, she's going to keep you calm she's really chilled out she lets me work it out myself she goes they come wait for you they learned once didn't they <laughs> She's like, she's only I about actually, 40. I actually right. love her. Yeah, she's really cool. She's called Sue. I th- I'm gonna of course play. she's called Sue, is yeah. he? <laughs> I'm going to play what I think the sound effect would be like of going into um, reverse from It's not that second. message when I was hungover, is it? No. <laughs> okay. This is from my, um, it's from my sci-fi sound effects app. Okay. Right. I also, sometimes I've done this, this, this particular sound effect. Sometimes I'll go into a toilet cubicle. What? Um, if there's people in the <laughs> toilet, and this this is what I play. <laughs> um, the poison has gone mad. Yeah. So, uh, shall we hear that one more time? Uh, it's it's worth hearing twice, I think. You imagine. So try this. You can get this a free app. And you go to spaceship flybys. You go into the cubicle. Wait till there's oh, a few it's, people it's outside. Free, no. Okay, brace yourselves. <laughs> ah, it's the little things in life, isn't it? I'm going to put myself back on airplane mode because I don't want anyone calling me mid-show. Imagine no. what that would be like. Why call me when you can um, tweet me on yeah. on Frank on Absolute? No, not on Frank on Absolute. No, At Frank on Absolute. I thought, I, what I did then, I, I thought I'm just going to go, fr- just fly, <laughs> throw myself at Twittering. It, it was seamless. So yeah. when when's your test? I'm not saying that in a sarcastic manner in which you say that to other motorists, but when genuinely is your test? <laughs> it, we haven't we haven't booked it yet, but I think it'll be... Well, I've been learning since January, so the other day she went, you will have been learning for a year if we don't book the test soon. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. But, um, <laughs> I love to. <laughs> I think I'll try and do it before the end of the year. <laughs> the other day we're going past um there's this place in Elephant that's like um it's a housing estate and years ago these art students poured some kind of substance all over it that, all over all the um things within the flats because they're all condensed like washing machines and stuff. They're all covered with all these crystals and it was brilliant. You could go in and look and it was just really cool. And we're going past and I was like, Oh Sue, I went to this and I told her about it and there was this pause and she just went, Was it free? And I went <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> we're very different, but I love you. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're on about um, is he our, um, our guest presenter today? He's learning to drive at the moment. You haven't put him for your test yet. 
No. Don't don't be sheepish. I, I am being sheep. I, I don't want. I just want to stay with Sue the whole. T- I said to her the other day, "Can I just drive with you the whole time?" She went, "No, one day you'll have to do it on your own." It's a scary. Ma- well, She's could, not you wrong. Could, if you had the money, you could hire Sue as your. See, not not as, as a sort of a nearly chauffeur, someone yeah. who just sits in the car with you when you drive. I just had yeah. to make sure she didn't have to be back to watch. She really loves Holby and Casualty, so I don't know if she'd come on long journeys well, with she me. She could, you know. She, no one has to work twenty four seven. No. She could have her soap time. She could have a TV in the car. Oh, yeah, because yeah. she's only the... Have a little screen. She's only sitting at the well, side. she's got those emergency pedals. Do they still have those? Yeah. Oh, those. oh, yes, she had to use them the other day when I waved a pedestrian across and then accelerated. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I... Um, I I do first... that anyway, out of choice. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. On my first test, I knocked someone over on a zebra crossing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is absolutely true. And uh, we, I still did my um, theory at the end of it. <laughs> I thinking to myself when he started asking me to recognise road signs and stuff. I thought maybe I'm maybe I'm still passing. <laughs> you don't have to get everything right. Doesn't have to be hundred percent to pass. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, I think that Fat- probably made fatalities me... don't help. No, well, it wasn't. And he went up. He only went up over the bonnet a bit. Frank, um, over the bonnet. And then the, the instructor said, "I, I better take your." Um, phone number and the blokes and oh, I, don't, I don't want to get involved just yeah. FYI whenever an instructor has to say that to someone during your test you probably failed no, that probably is true <laughs> either that or they want to take you for a drink yeah yeah although well, I, no, I, well, I kissed my um, examiner and I liked it <laughs> is this the less successful first draft of the Katy Perry my hit follow up single <laughs> and my I was so excited and he had a sort of slightly late 80s blouson jacket on oh and my necklace caught in it. <laughs> we were sort of stuck together. Oh, I went, oh, sorry. It's sorry. almost like um, that fate was telling you that you should be together forever. <laughs> Did you kiss him in the car? Yeah. Oh, God, God that's, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> you kissed him in the car? I think that's all right. Uh, yeah, this, I don't want to lean across a gear stick for a first kiss. No, I didn't kiss him like that. It was a showbiz gesture. Oh, okay. He got what sort of person I was very quickly. So, um, so you didn't pass that time, I'm assuming. No, I, I didn't. I, I, and then the next time I did what they call a crash course, ironically, is when you have look at load of lessons in one week and yeah. take your test at the end, and then I passed that. That's Lovely. the way to do it. Because you forget. So second time. That's the way to do it. I think I've stolen that catchphrase from Mr. Punch. That's the way to do it. That's you. You can use that, Nick, if you're listening. It's your catchphrase. Sue yeah. says that crash courses don't work. Um, because they, you absorb all the information and then it's like revising for an exam the night before. You can't remember it a month later. No, but that's all right. You're, all, you're free then. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Frank. You don't care how totally. you drive after that. Oh, God, I'm a terrible driver. <laughs> so am I. It's all about passing. <laughs> I think people I need... Got, um, sorry, go on. So when I got back in the car after I'd passed, my instructor was sitting there. Mm. And um, Did you lean across and kiss them? I was very... No, I didn't. He wasn't that kind of guy. And I was very excited. And um, I said, it's great news, isn't it? He? he said, oh, yeah, it's great news. Another dodgy driver on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a bit, bit it, brutal. Yeah, it Clarkson. Yeah. I think people need walking lessons. I've realised this. I, I got really nervous about driving initially, and then I thought, it's fine. It's just like walking. Like, when you're walking, you wouldn't cut in on someone's path, and you wouldn't suddenly stop. I wish I that think- was true. Yeah, everyone does do that. People on mobiles, people with maps, just stop dead in the middle. It's the equivalent oh, of just doing an emergency stop. So, and people walk so slow. Mm. So, so, and I don't just mean the elderly, I can forgive them. 
I'm on about the people in between the very young and the very old. Walk so in your way. People are always in my way. What I'd like mm. is a sort of a, a caliper on my left leg, say, which has got like a sort of side clamp. So I could walk in and then lock their, leg, lock their leg onto mine and force them into a three-legged race for, say, five or 600 metres just to <laughs> show them that they can walk a lot quicker than they think they can walk. I, honestly, it's the most... And I associate it with intelligence. Slower you walk, the more stupid you are, mm. unless you're old or disabled. <sighs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What about the parking thing in... Uh, oh, yeah, That's a bit That's a bit sexist, isn't it, the parking thing in... Yes, I heard about this. So the idea, there's this mayor in Germany, it's in the Black Forest, isn't it? And um, he said they're going to be different symbols for men and women, special parking spaces for women, which are easier to park in. Well, bigger. Yeah, basically. bigger, yeah. So they're wider, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. I'm, I think it's great. I mean... Well, I agree as I well, because I think we lack spatial awareness as women. Well, I just think even I think I'm quite good at manoeuvres, but I still think what's well, manoeuvres. The... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you say yeah. that's what Sue no, says. Let, uh, let's not talk about me and my driving examiner. No. <laughs> Do you know what? I I'm quite a good parker, though. Oh yeah, that's one of my skills. Well, I'm a rubbish parker. Can I have your bay? Yeah, please do. Yeah, that's the why I should be helped because I'm I'm. I'm just a rubbish driver, generally speaking. I don't see why women should get the benefit, as if in the stereotype, you want the actual fact. Do you think that they're going to stop men from parking those spaces, though? Or do you think... I think that's the idea, that they're female only. It's like spark- parking in a you know a disabled space. You could get done for it. So, but if you're dressed as a woman, it'd be all right. You have to have a... Well, no, you have to have a sticker to prove you're a woman, I think, on the car. <laughs> Pink. I think maybe you have to have pink cars. All the women in Germany have to drive pink cars. I liked it. Can I tell you, there was something I particularly liked about this story, which was the mayor... I read the story and I liked it. Was this the third thing? <laughs> <laughs> they, get, they get less uh, sensual as they go on. <laughs> it's hard. It's like Harry Potter. I can't keep coming up with the magical no, things. Exactly. The mayor, I like his name, Mayor Gala Strobel, mm. he said, listen to this, he said, I never expected this reaction. I'm not doing an accent. It's no. German. I don't know if it's allowed, but I don't care. You can do German, I okay. think. I never expected this reaction. No, I say you can do German. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, he's, God, he's accurate. Um, I've been on the phone all day. The TV will come. The TV will come? He's ordering a TV. He's, <laughs> he's buying a plasma. I don't know why he brought that up. I once, I had a mate who uh, said, when I lived in Birmingham, he said, um, let's go to uh, Oxford for the day. He says, lovely place, walk around, you know. Mm. I said, great, I've never really been to Oxford. And, you know, I was quite excited about it. And he did the driving. Uh, I don't know if I drove in those days. Anyway, so he um, he drove us there. And it's, it was quite hard to park. I mean, there was no... It was really, we couldn't find a parking... We drove around for about ten minutes, couldn't find a parking space. And he suddenly had an absolute road rage, punched the ceiling, started swearing a lot and shouting about parking. Was it David Baddiel? And No. <laughs> And he drove us straight back to Birmingham. <laughs> we, never, we never stopped. I did a drive-by tourism. <laughs> so, I mean, that's parking gone wrong. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I did go. Excellent. To, he was an eccentric. Cut his own hair. It's oh. always, I think, anyone who cuts their own hair, keep, give, give, him, give him a bit of distance. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's a very fine fellow. 
Um, Frank, we've had an email in regarding old Mar Murray. Judy? Mm. The, the, mm. the mother of uh, Andy Murray. This is from so Nugget. He's one, oh, of, our, he's he's one of our regulars. He says, Morning, Mr Radio, Gemily and Izzy. Uh, yeah? Well, he's, 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 he's already he's, down he's with the new posse. Scra- yeah. Yeah. What did you make of Andy Murray's Tirathon? Do you all subscribe to the bless, oh, isn't he a gallant loser school of thought? Or do you, like me, think he was blubbing because he was just plain scared of the tongue lashing he was going to get from old Ma Murray? Well, yeah. Do you think she does that? Do you think she's the one who gets him in there and says, what on earth? Because his coach is Ivan Lendl. And Ivan Lendl, um, apparently his dad used to tie him to a post in the garden Mm. to make him practice. Really? Yeah. I think he was a Comanche, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, so so he's coming from that that strictness place. I, I what I really liked about the emotional speech is he's, he did that. You know, this is not going to be easy because I and he did the and then then he cried and it was really it was honestly it was very mo- moving. I, I'm not that interesting to ten, in tennis, but I was there was a tear in my eye. It was really sad. And then they went over to Roger Federer and he says, "Yes, he's. I think he will win maybe one Grand Slam." <laughs> <Yes. laughs> ruined a terrible reality check that shook the nation in a classic sort of Swiss clockwork-like accuracy. It was so moving, I wish I'd been there. Oh, I was. Well, we'll certainly come back to that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Izzy Sooty. And relax. Mm. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Very good, good, darling. What, somebody said, "Say use, say user." No, you what? did it very nicely. It doesn't matter, does it? So you were telling People us about how out, yeah. you were watching Wimbledon on telly. So yes. tell us more about that. Because you were there. Yeah, you? I was there. That's I brilliant to be there for the men's single. I, the, it was. It was the and hot the men's. Ticket. That's the glamour. Everybody one. wanted to be for that. I know, and I got it. Brilliant. I um. Well, it was via a celebrity friend, obviously. Yes. Um. So I got. Yeah, I didn't think you'd queued. <laughs> <laughs> in a plastic poncho. Can you imagine it? I. But I did it in style this time. I have okay. to say, I got ushered. I love being ushered. I got ushered into, I would call it the Players' Lounge, mm. but actually they call it Competitors' Cafe. There's a sign outside. It's like a normal canteen, except it's filled with celebrity tennis players. Wow, eh? So um, I saw Martina, and Lovely. she was with a friend. I always used to really <laughs> just fancy friend. Martina. Yeah, I can, I can see why. I think that was the, the very epitome of barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> she had a lovely friend with her. Yeah. Good. And then it's I good saw... because aunt, when she was on I'm a Celebrity, I think there was a, there was an air of loneliness about no. Martina. Oh, she didn't look lonely. She talked, she, I think, she... about not having friends. She did oh. not look lonely. Um, and then uh, Old Mar Murray. I saw Old Mar Murray she in the got flesh. In there. Yes. She's not a competitor. Do you, <laughs> do you nor know? was she ever. <laughs> do you know, she seemed rather sweet up close and personal. Oh, did she? Yeah. Well, I suppose she's less tense. She I didn't think... at any point go, come on! <laughs> No, she clutched her throat and went, oh, I'm so nervous. Did she really? Yeah. Did she? Yes. She was very nervous. Oh, lovely. The sweet side of uh, Judy Murray. I liked it. Uh, if she was my mum, I would have been much better behaved, I think, than I was. Mm. Yeah. Like, I would have been scared. She looks a bit like Mrs. Brit- that, uh, British Battleaxe, I think. <laughs> I think, you know, like the Williams' is dad. I yes. think mm. I'd, have been, I'd have been a very different child if he'd have been my dad. Mm. <laughs> 
I well, in many ways, actually. I saw, um, can I tell you more celebrities I saw? Yeah, go on. I saw Kim Sears in the toilet. I don't know who that is. Hey, she doesn't dye her hair, Angie Murray's girlfriend. Oh, that's Kim Sears, okay. And she was doing last-minute touches. She said to come on a lot, so the whole of them, that's all they ever do. It's go, come on! Oh, no. Come on, you need to, so, and there's no variety. No. Andy Morris should occasionally go, come on. Come on, then. Yeah, but Frank, I found myself shouting when I was there. Did you shout, come on, I said, well? come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. You never shouted I that. did shout, come on, oh, Andy. How embarrassing. I know. And what are the celebrities? In front of Marvin from JLS and Rochelle from the Saturdays, who've become wow. really good friends of mine. Excellent. Now. I sat next to them. You pop queen. I know. But what was weird about Kim... Notice I went for queen. I didn't go for the... Uh, the cake pond. <laughs> but there were some children behind <laughs> us. We, children, you say? Well, that we were in the sort of Team Roger area, I think. Oh, were you? You know, those European children... Did I don't... you have to wear the terrible uh, logo? <laughs> the RF? Well, I was on about last week. If you're going to come with a logo, don't just, like, a ghostly initials. <laughs> if I, I was thinking whilst watching him, if, I was going, if somebody said to me, a clothes range, Mr Fedra, my first thought would have been what would be known as the Roger Fedora. <laughs> Oh, oh, that would have yeah. been good. Yeah. Thanks. What an opportunity missed. Did you notice he put his watch on immediately afterwards? That was a bit tacky. The, the Swiss, they can't, they feel naked. <laughs> naked without one. <laughs> but the children behind us, Frank, they, you know those kids that wear sort of navy blazers and mini chinos? Oh, those mini adults. Yeah, children. mini adult. They go, oh, yeah. Oh, they were awful. I told Marvin from JLS, I said, will you take one of those out? I did. Well, I think were, he saw sure they were too young even for him. <laughs> Did he have the neatest hair you've ever seen in your life? He did. But JLS's hair is a geometrical masterpiece. I know. They were, oh, I, do you know what? Rochelle and Marvin, they were spotless. As Cathy once said of you. Yes. Just immaculate from it head to toe. It must have taken them ages to get ready, though. That's the thing I always think. No, but that's the great thing about JLS's <laughs> hair. Not only is it incredibly neat, it looks quite easy. Do you reckon? Easy to operate with. Yeah. I, I just think... love that Frank has started a sentence with, that's the great thing about JLS. I, d- <laughs> I don't think that any product is required. I think I th- it could be a tattoo. I once interviewed someone who had, 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 was bald and they had like little dots put on their hair. And it, wow. it's very, very convincing. That's my theory on JLS. Mm. Well, how lovely to have been at that, though. That's a special moment because there'll never, ever be another British person in the final of the men's singles at Wimbledon. Mm. If it goes for a thousand years. <laughs> absolute absolute, absolute radio. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I received a letter. Oh, very Neville keep, Chamberlain. Keep your Twitters, yeah. It is actually from uh, the German Chancellor. <laughs> um, I'm going to wave it above my head. No, it's from um, PJ Smith. I like the sound of PJ Smith. Sounds like he could be a, a Mississippi gambler. Oh. And PJ lives in um, Petswood. Do you know Petswood? No. no but thanks for Orpington. the tip. <laughs> and uh, is it Orpington? Is that right? I think so. It says uh, Kent. So yeah, around Orpington. Right? Dear Mr Skinner. Now, this is about uh, many uh, years ago, me and David Badil had a public debate about Colombo. Oh, did you? About whether Colombo, the uh, TV detective, has a glass eye or not. Oh. Now, Peter Falk, if you remember, Peter Falk had a, had a glass eye. But we were on. I, my argument was that in, in, in Colombo, the glass eye played the part of a real eye. <laughs> and, that, and that Colombo, therefore, did not have a glass eye. Yeah. Even though Peter Falk did. Turns out I was mistaken. Um, because um, 
PJ says that he's... Um, I like PJ, he's a night person. Yes. <laughs> um, he says that his daughter... Uh, he mentioned this to his daughter, Catherine, who said... Um, oh, no, no, he, he, he was one-eyed. Colombo was one-eyed as well, because... Oh. Um, there is an episode where he says to a, to a colleague when they're checking something out, three eyes are better than one. Thus, <sighs> ag- thus, as, thus acknowledging he's only got one eye. And then he, th- he then said, I, ch- I looked into this and I found it was in A Taste of Murder, 10th season, in brackets. <laughs> oh. So what a brilliant... Because I've pondered that for many years. And thank you, PJ, for putting my mind at rest. That's what's so brilliant about this programme. That's fantastic. I'm going to keep that letter. And it's great to get a letter. And it's like, it, it isn't even franked. It's got a stamp on it. A it's proper old-fashioned licked first-class yeah. stamp. Did he spray aftershave on it? How dare you. <laughs> no. But we have had some more... We've had emails as well, haven't we? We have. Do you want to hear the one about the Spice Girls? Oh, well, is this a joke or an email? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> People never said you wanted to do either one about the anymore. No, I wish they did. I do because I'm a child of the seventies. Yeah. Uh, is he family hold back? You read it. All right. Mm. Um, put put on put new kid on the spot. Is that the idea? <laughs> I love that band. I can read. I can. Matt B one says. Matt mm. B one. Is that yeah. uh, wasn't he in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> is it Matt B one Kenobi? Stanley Kubrick film. <laughs> Go on. Uh, thought the fantastic topical debate on favourite spices showed perfectly the clear divide between women who who women think men should find attractive and Emily Women Chow. who women think men should find attractive. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Emily chose posh. Yeah, because Emily Emily liked posh. That's yeah. her favourite. Uh, yeah, and who men really do find attractive. Frank choosing ginger. I'm so glad he called it ginger. <laughs> I know, it's brilliant, it. isn't it? Yeah, he's sticking with it. And then he says something about Sarah Jessica Parker. No, but he's wrong about Sarah Jessica Parker. Are we allowed to say what he says? Yeah. He says, do you want to say it? Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end up in the Daily if Mail. If she's listening. No, he's Samantha, Samantha Brick writing about me. It's his argument. <laughs> well, look, we can sum it up. No, he's, he's we not, say it together. He's not that. He just says that women think that Sarah Jessica Parker is attractive, but that men... Um, he's, he claims that no man on the planet find Sarah Jessica he Parker. He says, Sarah Jessica Parker is a woman who no man on earth surely finds attractive and who also, and rather worryingly, was never on TV while Shergar was still active horse racing. Well, he's made the long face. Yeah, of course he Forced, has. Yeah. Of course he has. OK, but my point is, I and think... And I love her. I think she's a very attractive woman. So do I. I, I like a banana-faced woman. Do you know what I mean? That, uh, with a, a, a long I just think she's face. beautiful and she's stylish. And actually, if, yeah. I'm, if I may say whilst we're on this point... I also think women, we judge women according to looks, whereas you judge it on who you'd like to have sexy time with, <laughs> which is a different you. thing I completely. Mm. Ours is aesthetic based. It's so untrue. It's so true. <laughs> I judge women on whether or not they've heard of Walter Sickert, <laughs> <laughs> the um, British 19th century artist. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what you judge it on because I know this. At which particular point in a Laurel and Hardy movie do they laugh? Well, I don't <laughs> do that anymore. Ju- he wants judge pe- dates on I that. I used to show them a particular dance that <laughs> Laurel and Hardy did, and if they didn't laugh, then then, you know. then the relationship ended. I but used to I th- never date a man who used moisturiser, but I had to relax that in the last five years because every, every man uses it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Frank, well, that was it. Why did what do you dislike a bit of flakiness? I was just a bit like, oh come on, just I want someone who's like just done a dry stone wall and they get in and like eat a raw egg. You know what I mean? But even dry stone wall is now apparently they they, they moisturise the wall. You know what? You don't want a raw egg. That's a bit Charles Sarchi. He went on that diet. It was terrible. What? I, th- I don't think women do just like um, oh, thin you? women either. I think. It, it, there's another extreme of that where thin, thin where normal women, mm, whatever thin. normal women are, women often talk about very fat women as mm. if they're very attractive. Okay. They'll say she's got a very beautiful face, mm. right? Now that comes from a different place. I think that they are not threatened. Yeah, so fat they're person. allowed to. Mm. Yeah, that's I what don't. I, think. I like it when Frank goes a bit loose. Women. Yeah, I, I like. It. It. Yeah, Frank. We still need to know who's Izzy's favourite spice. Who is your favourite spice? Izzy, tell it, us. It's definitely ginger. Really? 2 1. We win. Sorry, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Now get out. (laughs) Yeah, but I just get out. No, but I I mean, I'm very fashionable. I don't care how fashionable you are. Get out. I'm married. Get out. (laughs) Sorry about a bit of trouble there with Victoria Beckham. Knee Adams. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've heard from the outside world. I've actually got a question for you. Oh, from... I love a quiz. Mm. This is from Steve Myers. Okay. Uh, he tweeted us, just so you know. Did Frank ever get back into Leah Dammer Light Life? I just tried it and it's pretty good. No, I used to be obsessed with Leah Dammer Light Life. I used mm. to have it um, on, uh, virtually it's every, a every other cheese. meal. Yeah, it's a sliced cheese, but it's low fat. Mm. I used to have it with a bit of, uh, bit of mayo on it. And then I seem to remember you gorged yourself. Well, I had too much. Yeah, you shared a gorge yourself. No, well, it wasn't. No, it was. It was. <laughs> I leered down a light life to myself. <laughs> and no, and then I couldn't face it at all. Mm. Same thing happened to me with Tara Masalata, if you remember. I, Same thing happened to me with I footballers. Had so much Tara. Yes, <laughs> I had so much Tara Masalata that it, it, something went wrong with the inside of my mouth. <laughs> so I had to stop that. Maybe well. when you've bought, you're born, you've got a finite capacity for time of slaughter, and if you use it all up, that's it. Yeah, I think that's true. I've, I've filled up those inner test tubes that contain both Terrasalabs <laughs> and um, Leodama Light Life. It's got holes in it, Leodama, hasn't it? Yes. You I have. like cheese with holes in it, like um, from a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. It's, it's great if you ever go cheese bowling. Yeah. Yeah. You can thick, get a bit of good grip. calves in slippers always appear nearby, I find, when you're eating out the fridge. Um, <laughs> I do like, I, you're right, though, went... cheese with holes. Where do yeah. they go? I oh, know. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I have another tweet I'd like to share with you. Lovely. This is from Dan Pierce. I also hate a slow walker. If I go out with people and they can't keep up with my pace, I'll walk off. Oh, that's excellent. Love it. Love you, Dan. I love the way he says walk off, not even walk ahead. Like, <laughs> not even going to go to the same place. Like, no, I, I, the I, side like, I like the fact that he never sees them again. He just shows <laughs> them a clean pair of heels and that's the end of that relationship. He's my kind of guy. I think that's good. Mm, I do. I don't dawdle. I say this to Britain. Stop dawdling. Get on with it. What's mm. the point? If it's a tourist, I don't mind because they're looking at stuff. Mm. But people that dawdle... I'm sorry. I think the mobiles have a lot to do with it because you sort of get people on Twitter or something and they just stop because they're so engrossed in it. I wish I could just blame that. Yeah. But I think people forget that they're out. Do you know what I mean? It's that bad. Mm. They forget that they're walking and they just, they're basically, 
I, I can't even talk about it. Can you tell I'm getting furious? Yes, I can. I have to walk. You You've know, got you have, that look in your eye. I have to do that stuttering tiptoe thing because they're ahead of me. Yeah, well, you're dancing from side to side, trying oh. to over. You're trying to overtake. It is like driving. What I need is a scythe. Frank, um, I'd like to talk about Nicki Minaj. Do it. Thank you, <laughs> Talk about Nicki Minaj. Yes. Talk about well, her three times. She's been getting herself into a, a, a little Minaj. bit of trouble. Oh God! Yes, I heard about this. She was, she was at Scotland's Tea in the Park Festival, and uh, she complained apparently at the length of the grass outside her trailer. She said it was too long. She couldn't walk in it. And uh, she asked for it to be cut. So yeah. she essentially requested a lawnmower. What I like about it is that she did that um, that Hackney Weekend thing. Yeah. And apparently she complained about the length of the grass there <laughs> as well. Oh, did she? She is. Maybe just her thing. To be fair to Nicki Minaj, she plays, I know from people who know her, she plays a lot of crown green bowling. <laughs> <laughs> And she's got used to a manicured lawn. <laughs> so, I mean, to her, it must look like a wilderness. Yeah. She needs, she's, why can't she travel with a goat? <laughs> I'm right. sure if she said to her management, you know, I need a go- I'm going to need a goat with me. Or stilts. Do you or know stilts. what? No, she needs to get now one of those, um, you know, those innovations catalogue. They have those little baseball caps with the radio. Because they're great when you're mowing the lawn. They're the well, perfect accessory. There's probably accessory. a thing that will keep the grass down. That's, that's yeah. a gadget we've never even thought Some of. Some size that's type like a, thing. A, a Pac-Man lawnmower that you blow <laughs> down and it just goes around and chomps all the lawn on its own. Oh, you don't yeah. have to go. Someone should invent that, certainly. That's very, skate. very diva-ish. She's one, of the, um, she's one of the fancy dress celebrities, isn't she? Yes. You know, there's some that have got famous because they dress... Con- it's incredibly, <laughs> in the 21st century, people dress a bit garish to them and become stars overnight. Lady Gaga, classic example. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Think it that society Lenny Henry, Lenny Sue Pollard, <laughs> Timmy Pollard. Mallet. She's yeah. a friend of the family. Tim, Joss Brown dress. Any sort of colourful dressing can get mm. you a, a, a quite a good solid career in show business. It's true. A bloke, actually, all you need is a Hawaiian shirt and some NHS glasses. Well, I used to do the Hawaiian shirt thing when I first started. Did you? Yeah, I I, I became synonymous mm. with the Hawaiian. You shirt. did rather. Yeah, but I, I, was, I was desperate. I respected her diva-like tendencies because Frank this week I was a bit diva-ish what did you do I'm, I'm, no. I, need, I feel the need to fess up about this it's awful it's Go awful on. there was someone working for me and I was in a rush I was on my way to a meeting and I'd requested a cup of tea and she passed it to me as I was stalking my way through the corridor in my heels and I took it off and I just went too dark I said it like that awful awful <laughs> too dark <laughs> that must be the shortest sentence <laughs> in the world as well it's terrible. I apologise profusely afterwards. I apologise again now. Oh no, I think it's good. You know, you're a you're a deputy uh, manager. Editor. Deputy manager. Maybe sound like I run a car respray <laughs> business. You wear a nylon overall, don't you? <laughs> deputy yeah, you're a deputy manager. Deputy editor. Yes. Yeah, but you know, I used to have this. As you know, Saru works on the show. We've had a lot of tea disputes. Mm. And oh, yeah. now, leave the bag in. Leave the <laughs> yeah. bag in. I'll sort it out. Simple as that. Yeah, I think sometimes people like diva-ish behaviour because they sort of expect it. Yes, um, exactly. Especially with stars. Yeah, I mm. once watched a documentary about two gay men who owned a uh, a B and B. Actually, I didn't. I didn't. I met them. I made that <laughs> up. I didn't watch the documentary. I met. I stayed at their guest house. But it was like you were watching a documentary. And they had a room called the Shirley Bassey room. Mm. And they said Shirley Bassey came here and um, 
really the the worse you behave, the more they like you. That's what people want from yes, stars. Yes, they do. They See, do. I let people down with my loveliness. That's yeah. what I've always thought. I never do. I never do anything devious apart from sometimes I'm on the tube, and when people get on the tube before I've got off, I get really annoyed because the rules are you have to wait for. So I the other day I went, wait for people to get off, <laughs> please. I couldn't even do it without saying please. That's good. If you did that, if you were a ventriloquist, you could have made it sound like an announcement. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was wondering if we were going to go for breakfast after this show, because sometimes we do. Mm. You, it turns out, are getting a car to whisk you away. Izzy's coming with us, even though she's got a wedding to go to. Yeah, I'm going to a wedding 40 minutes later. I, I'm That's actually, quite impressive. Oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> because I know it's your birthday week and all that, uh-huh. but, you know. Uh-huh. I had, uh, I tell you what I had this morning was card stress. Oh, did you? You know when you have to sign someone's card when they're not there? And I, I feel terrible. You know my thing about, wasn't about mm. last week again, about um, when you watch a film and someone's breaking into an office or something and the person who works or lives there is coming home. I get so tense, it makes me feel sick. That's what I'm like with card. When mm. I'm signing a card, I think if she comes in now, it's my fault. And I walked in, and it was splayed open. It was just there on <laughs> the just table. Just on the table. Yeah. It, it was, was awful. High. That was my fault for not handing it back. Have you ever got to a surprise party late or early, so the so it's ruined? I've only ever seen surprise parties happen in films and TV. No, I've been to a surprise party, and I've been... Uh, is victim the right word? I've been the victim of a surprise party. Have you? Mm. I don't think I'd like it. It was you, Kip. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea it was going to form. Oh, I love Robert Kilroy myself. So, yeah. You don't see him so often anymore. And suddenly there it was, um, with its, um, mm. yeah, sort of a strange right-wing, old-fashioned, so white I want man. to know, is your wedding, near, is it here? It's in Virginia Water. And Where's that? Uh, it's in Surrey. Oh. And uh, I, I'm in my wedding garb already. Uh, so I've just got to go there. But I quite like it when I can sleep in my own bed after a wedding. I think the novelty's worn off now I'm 33. I'm like, I say, if, I sleep, if I sleep in no. my own bed after a wedding, I consider that a personal failure. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, has it ever happened? No. Ridiculous idea. Even though almost every wedding you go to is in London. <laughs> yes, I... Um, I once uh, I I went to a wedding. No, actually, it wasn't a wedding. I went. To, I'm thinking it was a wedding. So it was it was in Skibo Castle in Scotland, which is where weddings. Oh, Madonna are. got married there. Yeah, well, I went there to another do, and I ended up having to sleep with a female friend. What? And and, and, and we didn't. There was none of that. But I thought, well, I better I better. There wear. was none of that. I have to wear a dressing gown and keep my pants on. I was so hot. Oh, you wore a dressing gown in bed. Yeah, because I thought, I, you know, it's a sort of a uh, it's a declaration of non-intent. Definitely. But I was so hot. It turned out to be a terrible night. I was hot in Scotland. Can you imagine it? <laughs> so you're... Um, do you like a wedding? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I do like weddings. Um, I sometimes... Because I write songs uh, in, in my stand-up, I sometimes get asked to write a song. I made, I, I made the mistake oh, of once writing a song. For, yeah, and, and I just felt under so much pressure. Because it was like... If I do anything wrong, if I say something to a bit too risque in the yeah. song, I, you know, I've ruined their day forever. So sometimes people ask me now and I just say no. But then I thought about writing a generic wedding song where I could just slot their names in. Good idea. Look, happy birthday. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's that's the secret, I think. I think people like something a bit more personal, don't they, at a wedding thing? Oh, yeah. I did a speech last week when Scouse Tony got married. Oh, of course you did, yeah. I gave the speech, killed it. I nearly oh, yeah. fell over because I wore very high heels. But I do find, I find that quite hard... You've got to keep the ladies happy as well with nice stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's diff- I once, speaking of going away for a wedding, I once, I did the most middle class thing I've ever done in my life. I went to my cleaner's wedding in Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was lovely. Krakow is lovely, so, but I did it. I felt properly posh. And, uh, I went to, um, do you know um, Varvel Cathedral? It's a famous uh, Catholic cathedral. I'm not familiar with its work. No, um, and uh, it is the, the tomb of um, Vladislav the Elbow High, mm. who mm. was a, a very short king of Poland. <laughs> and he's honestly known as Vladislav the, the, the Elbow High. Wow. Why can't we have our royals be called stuff like that? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, we've got Mrs. British Battleites. I suppose she's not royalty, though, is she? Oh, yeah. Hamilton. But, William, uh, there'd have to be a reference to the, the hair loss. Yeah, so that's the trouble, isn't it? It's not good. Um, it'd be uh, <laughs> William slightly taller than his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that would work, wouldn't it? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in from 567. Mm. Hi, Frank, Emily and Izzy. Frank just mentioned the artist Walter Sickert. Yes. Is he aware of the theory that Mr Sickert was, in fact, Jack the Ripper? He says the Jack the Ripper, which I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, um, I, that's not quite correct. I, the theory is, ah. I think, that he did the Camden murders, which were not blamed on the I thought it was Jack Russell Brand. They were a separate... <laughs> 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 um, so uh, yeah, but I think it's 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 a hair-brained theory. That's what I'm saying about oh. it. Oh, oh, okay. I love a bit of Walter Sicker. We've had mm. another tweet. Well, I got one personally saying, "I love the sound of our Keith. Can he please be a guest on your show?" That would be a great um, Nick Lowe track. Mm. I love the sound of our Keith, <laughs> especially in the night. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with this thing about going away for weddings. Is mm. I think if I ever get married. Because obviously you can't get married at a place that's convenient for everyone, but I think well you can. I'm going to get married on Skype. <laughs> yes, that's the answer. <laughs> it would be better, wouldn't it? Then you don't. You, can, you only need yeah. to dress smart from the chest up. I yeah. might get married on a reality show, then everyone's got hair and makeup done anyway. Yeah, I just don't want to go to a castle in Scotland for. A, I tell you what, really. When people send you a wedding invitation with uh, details of local hotels. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. Yeah. I had one. Um, we're getting married in Bali. Do you want to come? We're going to have make a wedding. And I, I said, you know, the thing is with holidays, I, I like to pick where I'm going and when. And not have mm. to go to a place at a certain time. Oh, yeah, I don't. I, I'll, I'll decide where the holidays are going. BCH, mm-hmm. Black Cab Home, that's the decider. I said I'll red star you a sterling silver uh, toast rack, and let's not speak again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was closure. OK, we come. speaking of closure, we come to uh, the end of the show. Thank you so much, Izzy, for joining us this week. Thank you. Thanks, thanks very much for having me. Lovely to see you as ever. And uh, good luck with all your various projects. She's got a lot Peak on. show and... Uh, what else? Shameless? Yeah, hopefully. And the wedding. Okay, and uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. We love you all, and I mean it. Absolute, absolute Absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.